0: Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you this week? I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I've been really busy. Uh, I OKRs are set, and I've been off to <clears throat> essentially some deep dives already into first tasks of OKRs, and one of them has been a lot of deep research, um, which has made me think a bit about the topic we want to discuss today, but before I get there, mm-hmm. how are you? What's going on with your world?
0: Oh, well, it was my birthday this week, so wow. I've been having lots of celebrating, and it's been Thanksgiving this week up here in wow. Canada. I know yours is still coming up, but uh, lots of partying this week. Not wow. a whole lot of work happening.
1: Happy birthday! And, and I think I I said it earlier in our Slack, and I am uh. I don't know, a bit, a bit surprised at how young you are and how, how much wisdom you have <laughs> at the, the young age of 28. So,
0: uh, yeah, well, I know it feels, it feels weird to like, think about different age gaps and stuff like that. But I think it's so cool that like, we can be so different in age and still, uh, get along on so many things.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Truth. So, uh, what, what were we, uh, what were we hoping to talk about today?
1: So I think both of us are circling the drain on two topics coming from different angles. Um, one, you are I know you mentioned you've been doing a bit of reading um, on positioning. Uh, and then um, I, I think today I wanted to basically talk about kind of three important terms that often come up in marketing, which I think are also as fairly nuanced and depends on who you talk to, what's more important, Um but the three terms are brand, story, and positioning—all as separate words. I know people also you commonly hear brand story as a thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Story brand of the book, for example. True, and that I think that's come up on the podcast in the past. I know you've read it; it's not something I've read, but mm-hmm. I do understand the basic
0: premise of that book. I believe so. Yeah, that's such a big, uh, such a big topic. I think there's so many things we could go through. And kind of I think where we we're stopped talking about it a bit is um I've been reading a book from Terry O'Reilly called uh, This I Know. And uh highly recommend that book if anyone's interested in marketing and even just general psychology. It's uh he's a really good writer and uh yeah, I just I just love uh getting into the nuance of that stuff. Nice. So what why why are you reading the book right now? I'm actually reading it because a friend of mine was reading it uh, and he's also starting a business and he was so excited about it. So I said, Oh, I know Terry O'Reilly cause I listened to his podcast. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, I should, you know, check that out. And, uh, yeah, it's, I've been kind of reflecting on it just in relation to product sonar and just trying to figure out where, um, where to position myself. Um, and just kind of trying to think ahead on, uh, branding well, because I know like, if you have if you have bad branding, that could actually stop you from getting off the ground. Um, and if I get mediocre branding, uh, supposedly that'll be okay. Hmm. That's interesting.
1: What what stood out to me is you put in you you mentioned positioning in your specific talking about brand, and that's one of the ones where it's it's a trigger for me because I I see them as two separate things a bit. Like I almost see them as like a. I don't know. I mean, brand. It seems like brand could be used as positioning in certain circumstances, maybe consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think of positioning, you know, with head stuck in B two B SaaS, I think more on like what you know, what are your what are your differentiating, you know features that type of stuff and like what is like what is your point of view on this market and like here's a way you want to go after this type of thing or this is the right
0: fit i don't know yeah no that's that's interesting so where where do you see what do you see brand as then
1: i feel like brand is this larger thing in my mind it's like a feeling (laughs) (laughs) right like how do you feel about a how do you feel about a company it's Mm -hmm. not Even in in a context of like early on, I would say years ago, I used to think of it as like logo and colors and font and a t-shirt, but I, that's just pieces like small pieces. And those are like, even, Hey, look, I started a company. I'm doing all these things. I have to have a logo. I have to have these things.
0: And yes, those are pieces of it. Right. Those Um, are the tangibles. Right. Yes. And I guess maybe what you're getting at is like, if you go into an Apple store you have a, you have a, all of the things combined kind of evoke a feeling, right? Like you go to the, when you talk to one of their representatives or you interact with their computers, they have a certain feel to it. And versus if you go to Best Buy and you get a Dell or something like that, um, they just have a very different, is is that kind of, kind of what you're getting at? Yeah. So like Apple, I mean, and we could describe both of those,
1: like Apple has a brand, right. And what Mm would, it's like, it's, it's like a premium, high quality, maybe a little like just, you know, super, I don't know. It's like usability, all of these other things, expensive,
0: <laughs> all, mm-hmm. all of
1: these other uh, pieces, right? But then Dell is like, okay, it's functional. It's, I don't know. It's yeah. like everyone has that. So when you describe, you, and you may not, most people don't even necessarily associate what it is. Like if you become mm-hmm. a brand fanatic of some sort, like people just like to the point, Oh, I just Apple, I'll buy anything Apple. It doesn't matter,
0: right? Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's where like you've done your branding. And I feel like the positioning is is related. Like those things are done well. Um, that's when you get these people that are coming to you and they don't completely know why. They're just, you know, I just buy that one. Um and I, I think why I kind of associate positioning and branding kind of together is because um it seems to me that if you have um, like if branding is, you know, like you said, the logos, the colors, the, the feelings that you get when you think of that company, I feel like you would want to try and link that with how you position yourself. For example, if you are positioning yourself as the, the gorilla in the market, the, um, you're the, the enterprise heavyweight solution, then I think that the way that you carry your, yourself, the way your company presents itself if you can find ways to make yourself feel bigger, feel enterprisey, then you it lends to your position. Okay. No, I I could see that. So, but so you're saying positioning
1: should instruct brand. I think so. And maybe influence or it has, it has a, it should, or in some cases has a very strong influence
0: on, on your brand. I think if you want to do it well, I think it would. Um, like there, there's all sorts of fun things with um, like color schemes and stuff, right? Like, you know, you have the, there's like this psychology that, that certain colors of blue tend to evoke feelings of um, passive, like, you know, it makes you feel calm and makes you, um, you know, more reliable, that kind of thing. And there's all yeah. sorts of, there's all sorts of things related to that. But I think that, um, no, cause I think there's something to that because, um, if you have like a bank, for example, that is a red bank, or if you have a bank, mm-hmm. that's a blue bank. Um, typically they have positions that are kind of correlated to those things. Um, maybe banks aren't a great example. They all kind <laughs> of float to the middle. Um, but I, I don't know. Any- I mean, I, I, but, but I think, you know,
1: maybe some of those things, I mean, the, the, the colors, maybe it matters once you're in a very, I guess, commoditized type of thing right like computers are kind of a commodity right so like mm. apple has differentiated themselves as that but at the same time a b2b SaaS may not have to i mean maybe there it is being the more enterprisey one like yes it could be reflective over their brand but is that really and maybe that is their strategy right like that is their brand to, to be that the more enterprisey premium more
0: expensive like uh, Mm -hmm. request a demo. I don't know. Like, uh, I think you're right. Like, I think that it matters more when you're in a commodity business because you want to get, if you ever are in a commodity business, you want to find a way to get out of a commodity business. Like you want to find a way to differentiate and that's an easy way to do it. But I think that as, um, even in B2B SaaS, I think that you can probably move the needle somewhat by being good at branding in a way that supports your position. Because I think it's more about like keeping, keeping your, um, position in your customer's brain as the best spot possible so that everything kind of like it fits together, like the way that your brand looks and feels fits together with how it's positioned. So then when your customer, um, thinks of you as a solution for something, they aren't confused. And they aren't, there's less chance of inaction because they they right away know, oh, that's the person for this. They're good at that. I'm going to go talk to them. Okay. So what do you do first then?
1: Like a lot of well, people, <laughs> right? Right. Like, uh, and, and if you go by things like, you know, April Dunford stuff, um, mm. obviously awesome. Like a lot of her stuff is rooted in researching who you're, already existing customers like successful customers are and basically like having you realize your positioning based off of like oh well these customers are doing this and these are are my best customers now let me find the commonalities and traits how they like what they use out of us how they describe us and like she's you know taking that positioning first right and but you had to have a product first it's like all these which which horse is before which cart or whatnot, and yeah. and then but at the same point you can't go to the gate without like a brand or without like mm-hmm. I mean not and again trying not to associate just brand with colors and all of those other things but you know some of those things may influence you, and that's why you see people changing logos over time and and all of these things in my mind are somewhat circular right you've got to you got to start somewhere
0: <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah I think I think to start though I think you just you need to give it a best effort and not overthink it. Um, and that's kind of where I'm, where I'm at, right? Like I'm trying to get something out the door. And I think that it just comes down to like, don't be so far off base, like that you've done no research that um, your customers actually are pushed away by your branding. For example, in my uh, space, the products owner, there's another company called uh, ski duddle or fuddle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I showed it to like a potential customer, and I said, "Hey, what do, you, what do you think about them?" And they're like, "I can't take them seriously. Like with a name like that, and like the the way that their branding looks, it looks like very, um, yeah, like comic, uh, Sans. childish, or like whatever. Like, yeah, uh, like, it's like this is these people are doing this for fun. They're they're not in the right market. Like this is this is something else. It's not what I want. Even though their features page says exactly the features that they might want." um right so i think that's, but that's also one like,
1: per- that's also one person's opinion too right like like an older person that's in a sl- and, but this might be helpful or it might be hurtful right like i know you're talking to a lot of merchants like a lot of people running hardware stores different things like that so yeah maybe mm. you know the person's you know not on instagram and tiktok not that i am <laughs> but <laughs> but like is is put off by those types of things right where they, yeah. and that might be okay with them. And there's plenty of other customers that aren't and like their brand. They want us, sp- Hey, this is part of our, our own even culture and personality. Like, yeah. uh, like that, that's going to instruct that too. Like the founders and the team, like, do I want to be part of this? Like, uh, I don't want to look like an old school established company. I want to look like, you know,
0: mm-hmm. something fun. Yeah, no. And, and that's a great point. Like people, different customers have different, uh, opinions, But I think what is interesting though, is that usually when someone is very vocal about something like that, and they aren't vocal about every little nuance of other things, that probably there is an element of truth there that it is affecting them for sure, but it probably is affecting other people subconsciously. Um, And maybe not everybody, but I um, I think that's where it's just like, just try to think about the people you're gonna talk to. And like, for example, I'm talking to hardware store owners and they're typically older set in their ways kind of people. So then it's like, okay, we're not going to be too, too flashy with the branding. We're going to be very, um, you know, we're going to show that we're different, but not, you know, not too crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the other thing you can do too is, um, kind of look at your competitors and see how they're talking about themselves. Like, are they talking about themselves as "I am the reliable one," or "I am the innovator," or "I am the whatever"? And you can kind of, you know, if you're in a in a business that is somewhat commoditized, you can kind of use those to to inform your branding and and your positioning. Okay. Well, where do you think how does story factor in? It? We've covered a bit of positioning,
1: a bit of a bit of brand. And one mm-hmm. of the other ones we wanted to debate today was story, right? Like where does, where do you see that? Cause you were just saying how it depends on how the, I think the, the founder or the sales or whatever is describing the company into describing themselves. So mm-hmm. kind of tags me a bit to, to think about story in that case and story and narrative and all of these other pieces that again, are also very tightly intertwined, I think with positioning and brand.
0: What, what, is, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I think you're, I think you're really right there. Like the, the branding and positioning are so related to story because I feel like story is a way to reinforce your brand and to convey your position in a like compelling way. Um, and I think that that's really like, I don't think I'm quite ready. I'm not at the point where I've given that a lot of deep thought just, just because I I have to do a bunch more development and stuff. Um, but yeah, just, Trying to keep the trying to think of how the customer is seeing it and how you can really take them along and make them the hero. I know. How how do you think about it? Uh, Story.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's. So, I guess I see if I was to put all of these things together, brand story and and positioning, I sort of think of them almost in that order from top down. Hmm. um where brand could be like anyone talking about you whether they're like uh a customer or not and it's just it it could be something like again the, the feeling you have out in that market right like where where do, where do they where to where do you kind of sit as a just like yeah where do you, I guess <laughs> we mentioned position but, everyone takes up a position in the head, but I guess I wasn't thinking it as much of like positioning if I think that's Mm -hmm. a little bit different. Um, But the, and and maybe also I started with brand, which I feel like is on Mm -hmm. top. And then I'll talk about um, position, which I think is on the bottom, which I'm, I'm more, maybe it's because I've really like April Dunford stuff. And I'm like thinking about very granular, like we are this, not that type of things. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, it's a very binary type of thing. So you're trying to be very clear on, and mostly it's positioning versus competitors or versus other products or versus alternatives. It's like getting a tight box of what exactly you do and what you do well. So that for me comes further down the funnel where the person is in the buying cycle of like, I need to make up my mind where I'm putting you and what you say you're good at and what your product hopefully right. uh, fulfills the promise of, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that that is really interesting um, because it, like you're thinking of it from the customer's perspective, like how they're interacting with you and what do they see first? What do they see second? Is yeah, exactly. Right? Because, well, yeah, I mean, we uh,
1: for me, yes, because I'm, I'm, sure. I put all of these in the context of marketing, right? So in marketing's job is to essentially get customers into your product. Right. So, hmm. um, and so l- let me cover the last one just real quick, just to complete the thought. Uh so story and narrative, I feel like it's in between brand and positioning. It's the people that might have heard of you from some reason and maybe have some idea of what you represent and like why other people are talking about you or what they read in an ad or whatever. That's the brand part. But then the story is going to almost help to give a narrative of why your positioning is the way it is and why it's kind of more of like, hey, you believe this and you believe that. And like, here's why. And let me tell you a story. Let's, for example, a story I might tell about referral marketing is like, oh, hey, um, ads are getting more expensive, like all these other things. It's going to keep getting more expensive. Everyone's going digital. All of those things are like bid based. It's going to, you know, but... Where you aren't optimizing is your existing customers and how can your existing customers spread more word of mouth? How can you, you know, be more efficient and generate more leads out of what you can control versus playing the ad game, right? So that's like a narrative to play into like one, uh, like our segment and, or, Mm -hmm. Hey, and here's what we do really well, you know, type of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really interesting because I think the difference of how we're talking about it is it sounds to me like you're thinking about it from the customer's perspective whereas I was kind of thinking of it like the taxonomy of it like like how how could you determine what brand you should have and I feel that the you would the most important thing is like your product and how how you position that to your customer and yeah that you might not say those things to the customer to start but I think that that if you start with that, then you can inform the rest of your 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 marketing arsenal, right? Like you start off with, okay, this is what our product is, and then you work backwards. You're like, okay, so what are the the key features that matter to people, or the key yeah things about it, and then um, work it back and be like, okay, then what stories are we going to tell about that to make that um, salient for our customers, and then what? How are we going to convey the feelings that back that up with our brand and kind of work at it that way. Interesting. Cause all the customer research stuff tells you to go the opposite way, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> right. Like find the story, find the narrative, like find the benefits versus the features, right? Like you want to be able to like solve pain points and problems, not, and like the last thing you want is the solution. Cause you don't want the solution leading like the solution and the features leading the conversation, Um,
0: but again, like there's no wrong way, right? (laughs) Right. But I think that the, the, the customer feedback is what informs, like the customer stories and whatnot. That's what informs your, your product development. And that's what informs the features you talk about, which is your positioning. And then you work it backwards to be able to talk, to do your stories and to do your, um, your branding to back that up right like i say it
1: has to come what like you have to start somewhere right and then the next direction you go so it's and it's just interesting to think through because i don't like you know you're in the early parts thinking through how should i where should i start with this or should i even care right like or yeah (laughs) uh right because like some of these things that probably out of your book are very and again i don't know as much about your book but um It's it's it sounds like a lot of it is kind of thinking like here's the end in mind what you want of someone to think how to think about your brand and it's like okay I'm barely sure
0: what my product is going to be yeah no that's totally it because like I I think I probably spent like half a half a Saturday just trying to think through like how does this apply to product sonar and at the end of the day I was just kind of like you know what like I'm gonna take the things that are really obvious and I'm gonna apply those principles but. Other than that, it's going to come from talking to customers and getting more insight on that so that I can have an informed decision here and as opposed to just guessing and spending all this time trying to figure it out. Right. I mean, maybe the difference too is like,
1: you know, when you hear people talk about brand, I would say 90% of the people, if you hear them talk about brand or you look up anything on brand related, it's mostly like, B2C and commodity types of things. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of companies that are born out of brand, right? Like if you really look at the nuanced difference between, let's say, like a token of Pepsi, at some point it was innovative and it was different. And there was something like they were competing against water, but now at this <laughs> at this point they're they're like, How you know, they have to elevate because they're they're not they're not paying a feature war anymore. They're just they're just playing and uh like a brand war and even I forgot what it was recently I was thinking about. Oh, um, there's this like either coffee that's like death proof coffee or something. I don't know, something like that. Right. That you ever heard of that, but it's like, it's like supposed to be seriously uh, jacked up on caffeine or something okay. like death, death wish coffee or something. And, okay. and again, it's like, it wasn't, it, it probably wasn't, I don't know if it was born out of, Hey, we've got these extreme beans or I've got to want to grow the, ca- the most caffeinated beans ever. Or I kind of went like, Hey, there's a subset of people from a marketing that are going to strongly associate with this. Now I've got to f- build a product that is going to essentially, but that's mm-hmm. a commodity market
0: like coffee. Right. Yeah. 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 But I think that like it, you can, like for our market, were more, I think, about features and whatnot. Um, I think that if you can build a strong enough brand association, then it will help carry you when your features aren't necessarily keeping up or um, aren't necessarily carrying all of your customers along. Because if you can, unless your customer is so you know perfectly rational that they buy exactly on features, um, I think that you could help that to protect yourself. Like, it's not like you do features or marketing, it's you're going to do both anyway. So if you can do a good job at the marketing, um, I feel like that would help you.
1: Yeah, I think it can. I mean, I guess it, it's tough, right? For And most of we're talking to B2B SaaS people, indie hackers, founders, or early, early marketers and things like that that have any interest in hearing all the stuff we're saying, <laughs> <laughs> but I I don't know, you know, they're all like have constrained resources and where do they start, right? They're in your position or in my position or somewhere in between and they can't do all of these things. So one of the things they're talking about is like in the long run, it's going to be, it's Mm. like, okay, great. I might never get to long run. (laughs) So (laughs) why, and that's, and and maybe this is kind of also just pointing towards my, my opinion on where to start. And I do think it is more on like, you know, build your product, You've got to look at, you know, obviously, you know, user feedback and knowing, like you said, what you're, what you're building, and hopefully that's going to start to instruct your positioning because you're going to start to talk to customers and understand what's important to them. Maybe you're thinking about what gaps there are in the market from a feature perspective, or from a mm-hmm. niche perspective, or a user profile perspective, and it could be a premium thing, it could be enterprise, it could be low end, it could be, hey no one is doing you know for us for example is like not as many referral companies are focused on ones with uh you know sales process that involve like a crm or a salesperson right Mm -hmm. so i know we've talked about that before but like you know we didn't do much on brand um and i don't think we're a brand yet like we do have people talking about us um but i have big plans sort of later on for brand and it might have to come up on a different episode as we're as we're getting a little longer in the tooth on this one but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's I bet you that, that yeah because I, I feel like looking at referral rock I'm like man like you're so much farther ahead of where I am like surely you must have a brand by now but I guess maybe when you're there it doesn't feel quite the same
1: yeah and I, and I guess it's relative right like I feel like for me brand like I'm I might measure a brand and it depends on how you how you measure mm. it right so like how many times are you are getting queried in uh by name in in google i think mm-hmm. is for me is like an important kind of thing about how many people are searching for it that kind of helps dictate like how many customers how many people are in the market for that like they know you by name so so thinking about that as a quantification element of a brand like i wonder how much
0: yeah. coca-cola is searched i don't know if that's exactly gonna correlate but Right. like coca-cola probably doesn't work out quite as well because sure. like you don't need to go online to use to get coke but um like to get a, to use your referral software they do need to put in your URL so whether right. it's like a direct I guess probably direct queries would also work too like if they punch in referralrock.com into their, oh yeah yeah their their direct repository. traffic and things like that but um yeah. but you're right yeah look-
1: maybe not as much on the consumer side but definitely yeah. b2b I think like salesforce you're gonna get to really know if someone's putting that in and maybe it's not they can go to directly to log in or whatever but maybe it's not as much on the customers but people that are searching for salesforce like one they had to hear of it to even type that in right so that's yeah. sort of a a thing and and they're wondering what it is or they're wondering mm-hmm. something about it you
0: know wherever they are in the customer funnel well and i think the big thing there is that they remember they remember you because people like people get flooded with information, right? And it's so hard for them to remember all of these small companies. Like, for example, our we're recording on ZenCaster right now, mm-hmm. and every week I have to sit here for about five seconds and remember it's Zen ZenCaster. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, and I feel like if they had if they had some like crazy branding where they had like you know some little monkey running around on my screen while we're recording, like I would remember that. I would remember ZenCaster associated with that. But interesting. Um, their their branding isn't super memorable to me um, because we've tried out a few of these, um, and so then it doesn't doesn't stick quite as good. Right, right. Or you get into
1: those. What's the? I think one of those things people talk about brand is like you have to hear about something seven times before. Right Or something like that. And that's why they're like, okay, there's an ad, there's a billboard, a friend recommends, like all these, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, yeah, Zencaster. Or it's like, okay, maybe it's like, I've heard a podcast with the founders about Zencaster. So mm-hmm. that, that actually has more firmly a name in my head versus the other ones uh, that that we've tried before. But it's interesting kind of thinking it from that, that scope of just even remembering the name of something.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think even the like talking to someone in person has a big impression on how you remember that brand. Like you're talking about listening to the podcast. Um, just, I I think that's something to think about. Like when your salespeople or your support people are talking, like they are embodying your brand basically. And so how they carry themselves has a big, big reflection on how your brand is perceived by the people that are listening. Right. Right. So it goes, circles back to feelings. It's all about, it's all about feelings. (laughs) As my wife likes to say. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, cool. Uh, anything else you want to
1: add on our debate and nuanced difference between brand story and positioning? Well, yeah. Where are you starting? I think we, yeah, we I talked started. about where how I like to go. I like to go backwards, and I don't even mm-hmm. feel like we have a brand and barely a story. But, but uh,
0: how, how at do least, you see? At least you have a product, so that's a start. <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I feel like I'm I'm kind of just starting with an educated guess, um, talking to a few customers or potential customers and um, kind of working that back, taking their feedback, and then using that to determine positioning and using that to determine the branding. Um, and I started that pretty early on, like even the name Product Sonar and the, the imagery that I've put with that um, really kind of reflects that. Um, and yeah, I. I've given it some thought, but like I can't go much deeper than that at this point. I need to I need to get some paying customers and have more people talking before I can really double down on that.
1: That's good. That's a good thought. And one one thing I like to point out, basically based off of a couple cue points you brought in is the name. We didn't even talk about like name as part <laughs> yeah. of the brand, but that's a huge thing. And you have to start that. You have to start somewhere. And like you were even mentioning your your remembrance of of Zencaster and the challenge with that and naming product Sonar. And, you know, mm-hmm. I came up with the name Referral Rock like forever ago, and that's not easy to change, right? Some people do flip changing later, but that's mm-hmm. not something I've heard anyone really be excited about. Changing logo, easy. Like yeah. changing tagline, changing positioning, changing product, not, not quite so easy, but name, like... And domain, all of that stuff, that that's that's one of those ones where hopefully you start somewhere pretty good that you can be with for a long time. Yeah, totally. Any last thoughts there, Josh? No, I think I think that name one is something that kind of we fell off fell onto later in the podcast. But I think that's that's the biggest thing is like what you can focus on is name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what
0: I can do at this point. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot, Nate. See you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at searching for SaaS on Twitter. That's searching the number four SaaS or send an email to searching for SaaS at gmail.com. See you next week.